Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio. That's right, BSH Radio. Fam, the team doesn't show up, but we continue to week after week, and we are here with, uh, well, I, got, I mean, last week was our, last week was our, this can't possibly get any worse, we're pissed off show. This well. Week, well, <laughs> here we are. And then what happened? <laughs> then they got blown out by Val Philpel as Islanders. Uh, it's almost, I, I, my name is Bill Matz, I'm your director of Funny Games for the Evening. It's almost like... They're trying, like, uh, are they trying to get everyone to turn it off? I I don't know. Let's just get right into it, because a lot of people have a lot to say. Uh, let's lead it off with, uh, you're returning this week, so let's throw it to Steph, let's just Steph Driver. I was not here last week, um, which you know, because you listened and you watched, and everyone did a fabulous job without me. Um, it is not often that I'm the person that wants to tell people to calm down. It's not that bad. Mm-hmm. But there was a little bit of me that wanted to say that last week because I was traveling and missed a couple of games. And then. Yep. <laughs> and and then, then. he actually saw him play. I came back Thursday and I watched. And then they played Saturday and I watched. And let me tell you folks, shit's bad. Yep. This shit is bad. It's but, great. but... The one one thing I want to talk about just real quick is injuries. So there's a lot of how we shouldn't be blaming or how, how you know, the team is really injured. JVR obviously only played a few periods of hockey before going down, and he was the big free agent acquisition. There's been injuries just all throughout the, the beginning of the season and how that's the reason why the team is performing this way. So I'm here to tell you that's bullshit. Yes. Yeah. So, yes, yes, the JVR injury is is potentially it could potentially be incredibly impactful, but it's not catastrophic. The injury that was catastrophic was when Sean Couturier got injured in the playoffs a couple years ago. That was catastrophic, and the team looked better then than they do now. Yeah. This is a systematic a system systematic problem throughout the entire organization. And I said it um, on the Philly Sports Table podcast last week. There is something rotten in this team. There is something rotten, and they haven't figured out what it is. I don't know what it is. They don't know what it is. But there is something fucking rotten in this organization. I agree. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> yeah. I am just a ray of sunshine. This week's substitute ginger in for Charlie O'Connor. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Sports are bad, Craig Forsyth. Uh, well, this is supposed to be a hot take, right? Yeah, sure. Okay, so the only hot take I have is if they don't let go Haxtell soon, most, if not all, the fan base is going to feel pretty alienated. And I feel like they're just going to kind of give up on the franchise. Yeah, I, I, I never... Wanna, I haven't felt this way in a while. I so. never thought yeah. I would. we'd get to the point, and a lot of it is just... When when things used to go bad, we'd have Ed Snyder sitting there like, I agree, let's do something. Yeah. And now things go bad and, you know, they, they I ran through the whole history of what this organization's done recently last week and it's none of it's good. And uh, here we are. It seems to have gotten worse yeah. and uh, nothing's happening. I just feel hopeless. People are going to get pissed and they're not yeah. going to get any sort of comfort. Yeah, I just feel hopeless knowing that. I mean, we've seen this happen before. We watched it last year during the 10-game losing streak. Happened two weeks ago after the – I mean, two years ago after the 10-game winning streak. But keep watching it happen over and over again. 
and I don't have any confidence that Hextall is going to end Hextall's tenure here. So, And confidence in Ron Hextall is where I believe Kelly Hinkle's going to go now. Yeah, I'm a... Uh... I'm frustrated, you guys, and I've spent a lot of time arguing with and laughing at the kind of fans who complain that the Flyers aren't doing anything. There was a lot of that over the summer, that the Flyers aren't doing anything, and we were like, what do you want, the Paul Holmgren era back? You want us to just do dumb stuff just for the sake of doing stuff? And and no, but it got me to thinking that, and I, I know that Ron Hextall has a long leash in this town for for a good reason. He jumped Chris Chelios once. <sighs> yeah, he slashed That's the guy's it. ankles. Yeah. Um, they almost beat Edmonton that one time. Yeah. So <laughs> I set myself the task of going through every move that he's made that has impacted the NHL team. So I'm not talking drafts. I'm not talking AHL moves. I'm not talking call-ups, send-downs, that kind of stuff. I'm not going to go through it all here. It's obviously a lot of stuff. You guys can look it up for yourselves. But I made a list of everything that he's done. And then I went through that list and I put a star next to the things that I think were good. And if I'm being honest with you, it's not a lot of good. And the things that are good are mostly things like extending players that Paul Holmgren signed. Yeah. Or that Paul Holmgren drafted. He gave good contracts to Gostisbehere and he gave a good contract to Voracek. Um, but fam, he, he signed Brandon Manning three times. Three times. Three times he gave him a contract. There, there's just a lot. Of, he made some good trades, obviously getting rid of Ronaldo for a third, getting rid of Pronger. Like, he got us out of the cap hell. Like, these are all commendable things. But when I think about what he's actually done to improve the NHL product on the ice, there's not a lot, man. And I'm getting really tired of it. I'm yeah, getting really tired of it. JVR, nice little signing. Cool. He got hurt. That's some bad luck. Yeah, nothing you can but do about that. that but, yeah. but, but honestly, if JVR was in the lineup... Yeah, would would anything be that different? I don't know. It's hard to say, but it doesn't seem like it would be. And that's like, like oh. you know what? Some of these drafts that this is what he's built his little his everything on, and we're gonna get to my feelings on that in a little bit. But where are these guys he drafted that are supposed to take all these jobs? They won't and play them. They they don't play them, and when they get here, they're underwhelming. I mean, uh, I, I, uh, uh, who who are the stars? Who are the stars that he's drafted? I mean, I'm not ready to I'm not ready to to put any of these kids like in the the B level pile. I think that a number of them will be good. I think that probably the one that's going to make the most impact scoring wise is going to be Frost. Um which we're not going to see for a number of years. And he won't be here for 5 years. <clears throat> I think he's got a, a a couple of guys that are going to be solid middle yeah. sixers, but the thing is that we we don't need top sixers right now. We have them. But we need to fill in with the talent that he's brought on draft-wise, the talent that's in the AHL that they're not playing. And when they do play them, they don't play them enough minutes for them to make an impact. They don't keep a line together. It's just like, and it all comes down to Hextall, but that's Hextall's guy. And how long is this going to go on before we say enough is enough with this experiment? It's not working. That's that's what A year ago. Well, that's what my whole thing was, is I was willing... I, I like Hextall's plan. I was behind it for a while. And I knew Hextall was a problem just in terms of playing the prospects and everything. And I really didn't think it was going to get to this point where it was so blatantly obvious that Hextall had to go. And Hextall was like, no, we got this. We, we've seen this before. And I feel like we're just going to go through it this year. And then next year, Hextall's going to start off 1 8 and 0. And then, of course, like Drew or somebody will be injured. It's like, oh no, it's Drew's injury. No, yeah, it's, it's no, fucking Hextall that doesn't inspire anybody. And doesn't play the kids. These are all pointless games coming up because we're not seeing the kids play. There's not going to be a new coach. It's the same old shit over and over again. Are, are is the are the 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 half million goalies that we have? Is that on the outline? Are we going to talk about that, or can we discuss that here? You know what? We can. But here's the thing. I hate all the goalies. You know, I hate all goalies. Yes. Well, that's but the thing. Here's the thing. It doesn't even matter who the goalies are because nah. no. this team can't defend. No, I, there's there's something further that I want to talk about okay. with the goalies that I'll just I'll throw it out here right now. So Ron Hextall, former goalie, like we we acknowledge this to be truth, right? He, he was, was a goalie. A goalie. A goalie. Yes. He was a allegedly. Goalie. Yeah, won a Con Smythe, won a Vezina. Yes. pretty good, pretty good guy. He, Did he ever win a Vezina? Uh, I, I actually so. don't think uh, he did. I think that's wrong. He I th- that won was Pelly, the heart right? in a non. 
How I do think you give Lindros? If he won a heart, then he would have won a Vesna. You Probably. Think, but I don't know if he won a heart. I think, I think only he Lindros. just won a Con Smythe. Yeah, oh, Lindros, that's what it was. It's only yeah. Lindros okay. and Clark, I think. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. All right. We're Excel's a goalie. Excel's a goalie. Stephanie, your point. There are six professional goalies between the two Flyers professional organizations, the NHL and the AHL. Six. That's like four too many. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you're not wrong. And none of them have proven to be really, really good. Yes, Carter Hart. We know about Carter Hart. Well, But Carter Hart is struggling in the AHL. Their team probably isn't much better than the Flyers right now, but I don't know. Um, we know how I feel about Alex Lyon, but still, you know, he had one good season. Um, Brian Elliott is fine. Michael Neuvert is fine. When healthy. Asterisk, yeah. yep, when yeah. healthy. He didn't look fine the other day. Nope, no. <laughs> Six goals on 22 shots? No. Great fam. Cal Pickert, bad. Bad. Yeah. Anthony Stolarz, eh. shrug. One knee, yeah. I think is what I would put with one Stolarz. one knee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's really what comes maybe if we could take all these. So so, but like, how how is this Great good? How is yeah. how is this asset management? How is this goalie management? This is someone who has an intimate knowledge of this position. You can't play all three goalies in either organization. And that's, no one is really a starter. No one is really a backup. What in the hell are you doing with your goalies, Ron Hextall? And now this is a Hextall. This is not a Hextall. Just the fact that. I mean, I guess signing Elliot initially before last season. Oh, he did win a Vesna, 86-87. His... Okay, he did win yeah. one that year. The other one that counts my too. Okay. I knew he won the Smythe. I didn't know if he won the Vesna that year. Um, yeah, uh, it's... it's Signing Elliot, I guess, initially was the, okay, we're going to address this. But bringing in a 32-year-old, you know, who had clearly worn out his welcome in other places. Like, oh, yeah, we have another reclamation project. This should work. It's really maddening. And I don't know how you're supposed to properly evaluate your defense and your team defense if your goalie can't buy a save. But, again, goalie is so low on my list of problems with this team now because they can't do a goddamn thing. But here is where I want to lead off, gang. Ready. Lineup changes. We're getting it. We're getting some call-ups. Things are happening. Woo! Nicholas Albe Cubell. No. Oh. Kubel. And Tyrell Goldborn. I am so excited. Uh, and who Listen, else? Uh, Wasn't there one more? Uh, no. Verobiev got sent down. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's yeah. What yeah. What Listen, these guys and aren't... Corbin Knight's on IR. Yeah, and Corbin Knight is hurt again. Uh, so, listen, these guys aren't the answer, but I don't hate this move. Uh, if be, For the simple fact that if you're a good enough team, like, you can carry a Goldborn on your foot, like... Nashville has no problem with Zach Ronaldo, and I don't even know if Goldborn's good enough to be compared to Zach Ronaldo yet. Ronaldo's an imbecile, but if you can keep him under control, he's an effective energy player. Uh, he, he had a game-winning goal, goal. yeah. yeah. Uh, like <laughs> he scored a goal before Sidney Crosby this year. I, I mean, like, I'm just, just like I don't know if Goldborn's as good as, as as good as Ronaldo. He probably isn't. Ronaldo's an NHL player. Um, but if you have a good enough like three lines and then a fourth line like say Vegas's where you have two good role players and then just carry a Reeves to beat people up, you can get away with it. But the Flyers' problem is their first three lines aren't doing shit. So these these two guys, I'm fine with it. It'll be fun. I want to see some fights. This team absolutely needs some energy. I mean, for a team with a guy whose house got raided for running a cocaine ring, I can't imagine how. Having less energy. Do some of that blow, goddammit! Like, what is the matter with you people? Are That's you this ticket. lifeless? How is this possible? <sighs> this team needs some energy, maybe. <laughs> Bill is advocating drugs. I am! There's, do drugs! We got nothing at this do point. Yeah, that's the best idea least, for a while. Yeah. Mike Richards was addicted to downers and had more life than this friggin' that's team. too soon. I'm just saying. I know. Like, at least these guys aren't afraid to throw a hit. Maybe they'll play on the penalty kill. They can both skate. Maybe they'll skate. I don't know. Uh, But I'm looking, I'm hoping that these guys do well. 
and then it doesn't change the outcome of these games so that the organization realizes just moving the pieces around on the bottom six isn't the problem. There is, as Steph said, a systemic issue here, and it stems from more than, oh, well, we we bumped Dale up to the third line, and we're going to move Yuri from wing. Like, no! That shit doesn't matter. What matters is your best players don't always show up. Drew has 11 points in 11 games, and that's great, but he doesn't have a point in three straight and doesn't have a goal in five straight. Voracek has 12 points. Awesome. But he doesn't have a point in six of 11 games. The two and three and five point nights are great, but he needs to find a way to be productive when he's not owning games, which, as I've said, he's very capable of doing. Once a week, he dominates a game, and then you don't hear from him. That isn't very helpful. Yes, the five point night, we won because of that. And then the next two, where was he? Sean Couturier has three goals and no assists. He's the top line center. That's terrible. Shane Gostisbehere, one goal, three assists. Three of his four points are on the power play. Unacceptable. Patrick and Lindblom have two goals and no assists. Needs to be better. Patrick was out for a while. And that's another issue. I'm if you're con- you can't make the club in the tub. If you're constantly hurt, I don't care if it's not your fault. You need to be on the ice and producing. All right, we're not even a month into the season. Let's not good enough. Hurt. There okay. are only three guys on the team with more points than Radko Gudis and Robert Haig. Well, they both the two worst the, off, the two worst offensive players on the team. Well, are they now? Uh, they're Not Yori. Yori, probably. Yeah. That, but that, yeah, who scored the goal the other time? Yeah, well, he he had go. the yeah. only high danger the chance in the game. It would be easier to list the It would be easier to list the guys playing well. Sandheim's looked pretty good. Sandheim, he has looked good. Scott Lawton, we've all liked his effort so far, but as we've said, if Scott Lawton is the highlight of your forwards, your forwards are sucking. So we noted that Sandheim's look good in very limited use, by the way. Yes, yes. So here's the thing with each individual player. If you look at how each individual player is performing, nobody is terrible. However, well, uh, yeah, yeah. this is a situation. Te- he's not terrible. He's bad. He's bad. He had that nice hit on Barzell. Right. But, he did. but he's had some plays where he just gets a puck behind the net, and then he literally just turns over in the defensive slot. So, yeah. so would you say would you say he's terrible for him or terrible, period? Terrible as a professional hockey player. Okay. He yeah. looks like, more like... Like right now, I, I think something else is there. I just don't know. Because... Well, no, he, he heard he heard me and Kelly like on the first episode of the season say that there was something wrong, and then he heard Charlie say, no, he's fine, and he's like, no, I need to prove these girls right. <laughs> yeah. I Thanks, am buddy. praying he's hurt. If I he's not so hurt, the Flyers have a problem. Yeah, because this is like a mental thing. As we talked about last week, this team is built on the idea of a couple of things being true, yeah. and Ivan Provorov being a number one defenseman is one of those things. So if that's not true, this team is in a shitload of trouble. I, I don't believe that over the summer he's somehow forgotten to play NHL defense. I really, really hope he's hurt. Because here's the thing, though. Yeah. Like, we can look at this te- None of the people on this team on paper are this bad. And that's the Not problem. Not a one of them. There's something going on. We were talking about before the show, somehow this team has gotten so bad that Dale Weiss is like an average player. We can't even complain about him because yeah. he's not I doing can't that even bad. I about Yuri LaTerra. No, the guys we have the biggest problems with aren't we the biggest problem. About. Yeah, <laughs> and that to me, and this is something I think we talked about maybe two seasons ago, is that when you when one guy is playing bad, when two guys are playing bad, there's okay, they're playing bad. There's something up with them. They're in their own head. They're injured, whatever. When the entire team is playing like dog shit, there's a bigger problem that comes from above it's i don't know if it's a system thing oh it's a attitude i mean the system is bad but (laughs) an attitude thing i I don't know what it is but it's something above just players playing like dog shit so here's something that was brought up recently um that i wanted i want to just kind of throw out to the group and talk it through so we, we hear about these good locker room guys and, and these leaders. and, and Where are they? Well, that's going to be my question. So look at what this team has done with this leadership core. Now I'm talking captain and assistant captains. How good can you possibly be when your team stops playing after 15 minutes on the ice? Yeah. I mean, where, where is that leadership? 
I have no idea. Yeah, a fair question. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, we're told Andrew McDonald has to be on the roster because of his presence in the room. Like, what's he doing? And that's I, well, I, I I'm, I'm, the, I'm going to go a step further and really throw gasoline on the flames. Wayne Simmons can't yeah. be traded because he's a locker room guy. He's yeah. a leadership guy. Yeah. To Is me, he, the, though. To me, the leaders are supposed to be, yes, your captains, you have Giroux, you have Simmons, you have McDonald, you have Couturier, and I want to throw Voracek and Ghost in there, because those are your vets who've been here, they've played in the playoffs, they're... They're your best players. They're your best players, and Andrew McDonald. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But we're told he's a veteran presence, and he has to wear the letter and all that, so he's part of that group. What are any of them doing? Because none of them are, are... None of them seem to be doing much to me, and as much as... I want to blame Andy Mack. He comes out of lineup. Team looks just as shitty. So it's not even on Christian Folin flopping yeah. around on the I ice. Feel like the announcers are saying Folin now, so I'm going back with Folin. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I want to say Folin too because I trained myself to say it, but mm-hmm. now Jim Jackson's saying Folin, so I take my cues from you, Jim. Folin, Folin, Folin. Exactly. Sorry, <laughs> but uh, I actually but apologize I, for I wanna, nothing. I want to. I want to <laughs> ask. I want to ask you guys. What do you think about these call ups? Uh, Albay Kubel and uh, and and. Goldborn, because I'm excited about Goldborn. I'm only excited about Gold because I was without like power and Wi-Fi and shit the other day. So when I finally saw that they made those call-ups, I had like a hundred notifications of people <laughs> blaming me. Yeah, I was like, whoa, whoa, this. whoa! No, my latest thing was about firing the coach. So if they were listening to me, the coaching staff would be gone. I think they're just a couple episodes behind because you yeah. did call for Goldborn earlier. I think I may. Ago. Well, you know what? I was sitting on that side of the table. I will say, I remember it. I will say after what the hell was the game where Lawton got his ass kicked and all that stuff happened? Two Bruins. games, the Bruins yeah. game. Yeah, that was a disgrace. That oh, was. Oh, when when. Scott Lawton got jumped. Yeah, and no one did anything. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. That I was. I've I've rarely been embarrassed to be a flyer. Yeah, that was night. My that was a good post game. I was fucking furious. I've never that been embarrassed to be a Flyers game. fan before. Yeah, we're supposed to be the goddamn Broad Street bullies. Oh uh, yeah, well uh, Scott Lawton just got his ass kicked for no reason, and then no one did anything on the power play. He got jumped. Still had his gloves on, and no, that's fine. Crazy shot a puck out of the whistle. Yeah, there was Nothing. a shot after yeah. the whistle that no one did anything about. Yeah. The goalie well, got Lawton driven. Went off to, after the guy yeah. that jumped yeah, yeah, yeah. him. So yeah, Lawton had to go himself, fend yeah. for himself after getting knocked unconscious. Almost like yeah. no, yeah. no, Yuri, stab him with your stick. What else do you think you're out there for? What are you supposed to be doing here, Gerald? Yeah. <laughs> like someone do something. Like Radko Gudis needs to be Radko Gudis sometimes. When the team's this bad, it doesn't matter if you get suspended for ten so games. So here's bro. the thing, though. <laughs> like he's one of the only guys that's performing. Yeah, I don't yeah, care at this point because the games don't no, matter. They fair. suck and they doesn't matter. So who cares? Go beat someone up and show me you're a good teammate. I saw a team at the end just going through the motions, pretending to be doing something. I didn't see one punch thrown. I saw the goalie get driven into the neck, pitchfork style, and nobody. You know what happened when Keith Jones just ran Dominic Hasek. He said, I knew I could do it again because I got jumped, but no one punched me in the face. So he did it again. That's what's going to keep happening is teams are going to keep taking liberties with the Flyers because they're not a team right now. All right, let's talk about the call-ups. Oh, well, hold so on. let's talk about Whoa. the call-ups that Jake, I'm actually kind of happy Jake is getting about. mad. Simmons got a penalty for defending Lawton. What he, were you watching? Yeah, he, he, he came he, over and punched somebody. He came yeah. over and like, kind of went in late. He was yeah. nowhere near it and then did nothing to the... He never actually hit the guy. He just jumped in late and then the guy got out of the box. No retaliation, nothing. So I that saw... That was the most physical thing they did. Yeah, I saw the most Simmons. physical yeah. thing he do go in after the ref already got there. I saw Simmons... You know, do the bare minimum. I saw everyone do the bare minimum. I'm not excited about the call-ups, though. I don't think... Goldwyn's going to fight somebody, whoever's the low life on the Ducks, and then they're still going to lose like 3-1 to one to the worst It's so It's league. not the, I, I'm not excited about the call-ups because it's it's not fixing a problem. It's, it's not even a, it's a Band-Aid on the thing. problem. Yeah. And it's, the, it's like, oh, you're hemorrhaging from your arteries? I'm just going to put my finger there, just apply pressure. Just for a second. Oh, blood. Yeah, we well, got it. We got yeah, this is my problem with it. And it has nothing really to do with Tyrell Goldborn. I don't really care if he's on the team or if he's not. It's not going to make a difference. No. My problem is the thought process by which you come to the conclusion that the thing that's going to pull your team out of the skid is Tyrell Goldborn. Because here's the problem. They try this bullshit with the 10-game losing streak. But we've all acknowledged that during that 10-game losing streak, they weren't actually playing bad hockey. They were getting bad bounces. They were getting some bad luck. But on the whole, 
that stretch could have been like four and six the or game, something. Like, yeah. yeah, like they didn't play terrible hockey. They're playing terrible hockey now. And there's no amount of hitting. We saw Ivan Provorov deliver a beautiful hit. Nothing happened. Yep. That's I can No energy stemmed from this at all. So what is Tyrell yeah. Goldborn gonna do no. that's yeah. gonna breathe life into this team? Because he's not gonna score goals. I, I think this these eleven games, right? That the, yeah. this is the worst they've looked over the last and it's probably Axel's entire tenure. Yeah, yeah. it's in, it's insane. Because I don't care if they were nine and two. They all collectively look like shit. Yeah. Garbage. Yeah, There's not a one of bad. those losses where you're like, eh, if a bounce had gone another way, they might have won. Not a one. Because most of them, they're losing by like five goals. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a th- they, uh, I think it was in Kurt's article. They have more losses by three or more than they have wins. Yeah. Like, which goes to my point from last week. They just give away so many games that they're not ever in. Well, when you give up yeah. the first goal and then you give up the second goal, every when game. you're down 3 nothing every night, when are you going to win? 10 of 11 games, right? They've given yeah. up the first goal. Yeah. That's like, Including the, the one they won. Yeah, I, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and that's, I just, uh, I'm and hoping, all, like, all Bay Bell could make a difference, I believe. Him? Yeah, I'm excited like, to see him. I think he could play a good bottom six, third or fourth line role, maybe pitch in on the penalty kill, like, but again, like Steph said, that's a band-aid. That yeah, is a band-aid even. on a gusher. Like, it's, it's... Okay, yeah, but where where remember gushers? Oh, I love the gushers. snacks. Oh, they they were good. good. I think they still I, make them. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just don't go down that well, aisle that much. But also, okay, so Goldborn and uh, NAK come in though, and they isn't Lawton getting shifts in and out? Isn't he going to pop? We don't. We scratch? don't know. We, it's in the and last. Out. The last time yeah. we all got worked up about lines in practice, yeah. it ended up being a big nothing burger. So yeah. we'll wait. I guess Let's we'll wait and save our outrage for tomorrow. Well, actually, Wednesday Lin- morning when I wake up and see what play. happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're watching the game tomorrow night, God bless. <laughs> like, yes, God bless because I don't know what I can't wait for post game. Are you going to do post? Oh yeah, yeah. At one a.m. You are a oh, trooper. Yeah. I'll set an alarm. I won't watch the game. I'll just set an alarm. <laughs> they to might. To they might game. do it tomorrow night. I mean, it's going to be like two o'clock. They could fire Hackstall. Everybody will be asleep. Yeah, they're right. not, they're worried about not making news. No, uh, yesterday they called the line or they had the call ups during the uh, Eagles game. Leave him in California. Yeah, just let him. Char- yeah, leave him I told him Charlie about yeah. this. I, I, Charlie and I were were texting after after the. Uh, after Saturday's game, Ooh. and I said, "I'm hoping that you're the one who snaps the photo of uh, of Hackstall waiting, waiting for a cab, waiting for <laughs> waiting for his Uber out front. I hope it's oh him. And I hope it's like Le Perrier fucking Venmoing Hackstall <laughs> to split the Uber. Hackstall's a cab guy, you know he is. He's a cab he's guy for sure. Savvy no. He doesn't know how to use an app. No, I don't know, this man. guy he's is a town driver. car guy. <laughs> That's true. He is getting a town car." Charles, please. I hope he's the one who snaps the picture of like Hack loading in his loading in his, his like bag. I don't know his mayonnaise sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so here's my other my other thoughts on the call ups, and this goes back again to Ron Hextall. So these guys that they're calling up are not going to be impact guys. Uh-uh. These are bottom six guys. This is something that Bill was actually yelling about before we started the show, just in case you guys thought the yelling began and ended no. in these 60 minutes. Never. They do not. <laughs> so before the show, Bill was yelling about the draft picks and how nobody's... Who's a star? Listen, well, I'm not, we're not doing this with Nolan Patrick. We're not doing this Travis Konechny. Like, these are... Carry a line. We keep asking Travis Konechny to carry a line, and he disappears. He's got to be kept on the line for more than five minutes. There's also that. There's a there's a lot of stuff. You know. I'm I'm willing to give the players People on other teams produce. That's all. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm I'm willing to give the players a certain level of, of shit because they are playing like shit. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that this goes up further. So where where are all where are all the stars? Where are the draft picks? Well, they're still in the CHL. Or they're in Europe, like when, or they're—I mean, they're not—they're not in Lehigh Valley. They're the, not really there. And that's my like when the guys who get a shot are like, yeah, it's awesome that Limblom looks like he's at least an NHL player, and he was a fifth-round pick. That's cool. Like Vorobiev gets a shot. That's cool. Where are the first-round picks? Like Sanheim was drafted five years ago, and we're finally seeing him. That's nuts. That's nuts. That's absolutely freaking insane. I don't care what your plan is. 
Drafting like Rubstov. When are we going to see him and realistically? He's been, he's been killing. Year. He's yeah, been killing maybe. two years. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's cool. another thing too is when they come up to the AHL. That was supposed to be the end of the seasoning, but as they're seeing with Sanheim and Verobiev, they have to go through well, the next year. Yeah, they go back. Yeah. They bounce back. Yeah, they and, have a full year in the AHL, then a year where they're like, eh, "You're not good enough," and then they play like thirty total games, and then they'll eventually. What come it, that's uh, three minutes. Verobiev will be up next year. Did you call it a hackstall year? Yeah, that's what I think it is. The, that's, that's exactly what it is. It's like the yeah, prep that's school a great year. term it's like to that, use. It's like term that. to use. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. exactly yeah. what it is. So I mean, the, the process is already supposed to take long. Oh, we've got so Lindblom too. Yeah, yeah, and Lindblom went through the thing, same thing last year. Yeah. Yep. When uh, fuck. What did what this do we th- team? What do we think of the Misha demotion? Because I'm not. It's garbage. I, 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 mean, I don't really care. He yeah, wasn't playing great. He, it's he not- wasn't. But how is he supposed to play better if you number one don't play him and number two well that's send a, him back? How is he thing. supposed to? If he was gonna yeah. if he was gonna sit him, which he was going to do, I'd rather he was playing. Yeah, that's the. This is this is the hackstall conditioning. Yeah. This is what hackstall has taught us is okay. It's not okay. No, I, not okay. What, but I need him to play good. That's the thing is he was in for two games. Games and played well, and then he, he came out because yeah. he was playing poorly. You need when you're a bottom six player, you need to bring it every night. And I don't hate, I hate the double standard, absolutely. Yeah. And I want to read this uh, Hackstall quote on Vorobiev because uh, Vorobiev was back in the lineup, but only got seven shifts on Saturday, and he's now back with the Phantoms. Uh, they asked him about the uh, about his limited playing time. Hackstall said, we're down in a game and I'm looking for guys that are going to go out and try to help us get back into it, and I wasn't confident that he was going to be able to do that. He's a young guy that has been out of the lineup. It can be hard to come in and really be sharp and make some of the plays that we need uh, that we need to have made. Yet, you can always bring energy, you can always bring intensity, and you can always bring effort, and that's what's expected. So to me, that's saying he wasn't really... Not only was he playing poorly, he didn't seem to have it. And you can say that about the whole team, but we know there's a double standard. And the young guy's going to be the one who gets sent down. I don't like it any more than you, but I can't say he like didn't deserve it. You know, yeah. There are other guys who deserve it too, but I can't say, oh, well, you know, what about him? When, okay, but I'm talking about this guy and he's, you know. Like, I th- I, ideally, they would be like, you know. Sending down a Misha and bringing up a germ like that yeah. would be cool. Give me yeah. the first round pick, but not they're the second not pick. going not to third. do that, yeah. which is well, I think, what's annoying. I think the whole thing with Hackstall is it kind of sends a different message than the whole rebuilding and going through the process thing because Hackstall's focused on well, he's got to win games if you're going to do the half-ass rebuild type of thing. So he's probably going to choose a vet guy over a rookie that's not playing rather than just having a coach that's just going to say I'm going to play the kids. All the yeah, time. I think yeah. I'd rather take that. Yeah. Come so on, I'm, I'm I'm looking up. Do you know where they stand in the league right now? Fifth, fifth from the bottom, I think. Um. um was, yep, fifth yeah, from the bottom. Twenty, yeah, yeah. Well, here's killing the, it. Here's the thing about that. Yeah, the record is what it is. They're what four and four and four seven, seven. Yeah. four seven and zero. Oh. oh God, the teams below them. Go ahead. Yeah, and that's like the teams yeah. below them are are, are not, absolute they're not trash. Teams. Yeah, yeah uh, they're like the teams who aren't trying. And I was told this year we were trying, so that's why yeah, that's why I've separated here. that, and that's why I've separated my reaction to previous years and this year mm-hmm. when we're supposed to be taking a step forward. And all the players told me that last year was unacceptable. We have to be better, and all. The, and the GM said it actually matters, and that's why I spent money this year. When all that is the case. And you're worse, then I have a serious problem. And my God, this team is, they're bad at everything. Everything. Goals per game, 2.82. That's 23rd. And they've scored two or fewer in six of 11 games. They had a seven goal game and put up six. uh, They had the seven goals against Ottawa, put up six in the shootout win versus Florida. So, like, outside of those two, they don't score Mm -hmm. at all. Goals against per game, 4.18. 31st, that's dead last if you're keeping score at home. Penalty kills, 67.5%. That's also 31st for dead last. Power play. You have Claude Giroux, you have Shane Gosper, you have Wayne Simmons. 15%, 24th. Penalty minutes a game. 11.5 penalty minutes a game, that's the 7th most. And that's without a single fighting major. Each of the six teams that have more power or penalty minutes a game ahead of them have at least two fighting majors to boost those numbers up a little. The Flyers... Second most minor penalties with 51. So not only can't they kill a penalty, they're wildly undisciplined and can't do anything to help themselves. This team is good at nothing. If I can go to the power play real quick. Yes. Because we don't like the dunk on knock block a lot. 
but he came in and he's done probably worse than Mullen did. Yeah. 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 No, that's and the... Uh, yeah, he was supposed to be like the guy. Yeah. Outside of the... He's supposed f- to be this whiz kid yeah, and there hasn't mm-hmm. been shit on Out- the power play. Outside so of the first... We don't like to dunk on him a lot, but... No, outside of the first couple of weeks of last season, what has been different about the power play? Nothing. But I, uh, they have Worst numbers. I believe I saw today Konechny and Patrick will replace yeah. Voracek and Simmons on They've the on the top around. unit. Yeah, that's interesting. That is interesting. Could be, could be good. Could be good. I don't know how. I didn't see that. I don't know how. I, f- I was researching that's, something. My head snapped up. I don't know the, how I feel. That's about that. with the recalls and everything. It looks like some lines got shuffled today. I think. I think I'm into it. I am yeah. as well. I am as I well. I think I really like this. Just, what is it? Konechny has the only goal for the second power play unit? Yes. Yeah, they're putting him in the Voracek spot. Yeah. They're putting... Uh, Patrick in the Simmons spot. Pac- mm-hmm. Patrick back in the Simmons spot, where you spent mm-hmm. a lot of second half of last season, so maybe that's a spark. Because this power play has to be better. As much as we don't want to be a power play dependent team... You need goals from we somewhere. Are. Someone has to score. And when this power play is going, it is such a different team. They play with so much confidence. Ghost looks so much better. Giroux looks so much better. It's just a different team when the power play is going. And being 23rd with the guy Guys, I just named is is bad. That's that's awful, guys. I I, I, I don't know how you manage that with Claude Giroux and Shane Gostisbehere no. and Wayne Simmons. That was always one of the bright spots. It, uh, yeah, it's, it's gone. you could always count on them to be top ten. Mm-hmm. This team needs to be at twenty percent. They're at fifteen percent, and and it's not an unlucky. 15% or whatever. It's They can't even get it set up in the zone on most of the power plays. Like They get they get an entry and then it gets cleared. And that's the crazy thing that blows my mind about this team, especially on spe- They're good at one thing. I, I was lying when I said they're not good at anything. They're really good in the face-off circle. Uh, they're the best face-off team in the league. They're winning 58% of their total face-offs, which is kind of surprising because I talk a lot about how face-offs might be a little bit of an overrated stat overall. But, like, situationally, they're big, especially on the power play and penalty kill. Getting the initial possession is huge. 56% at even strength, a very nice 69% on the power play, and a surprising 63% on the penalty kill. You have fewer guys out there, and you're winning more than six out of every ten face-offs, yet you're a dog shit penalty. That's impossible. Doing nothing with it. That means you are doing so bad at everything else on the penalty kill, it doesn't matter that you're winning six out of ten face-offs. Winning the face-offs and then immediately turning And then immediately turn Like, this team, you should have, like, you should be able to do something winning the number of face-offs they are, and they're not. I, like... How are they supposed to win games? What is well, the, well, not. What is the path for them to win games? Looking like they can't do a single thing right. Well, I don't know if you heard this, but it's supposed to be painful or oh, something. Right. We have to endure a little bit of pain. Yeah, these it's last five hockey years. and sports are supposed to hurt you. Sometimes, yeah. It's that's working. what my head coach mm-hmm. told me. It is supposed to hurt. And I'm enjoying sports a lot. Fucking killing it. Yeah, like popping champagne, partying on Broad Street. <laughs> no. That was all great. We don't but want But it's that. actually yeah. supposed to be like However, a dick. You gotta suffer for that shit, friends. So, I, Kurt, uh, Kurt had an article this week. It was uh, actually really good. It was. Right. What was it called? What is this team good at? And the answer is nothing. But he wrote a so, lot of words. Yeah. So from yeah, just wrote nothing. <laughs> this is this is just perfect. After uh, like I put all these stats together and I read his article and he had a lot of the same stats, but it came out like a game before, so they were a little different. But this was the best part. So to recap, the Flyers don't do a great job of scoring goals. They don't do a good job of preventing goals. Their team defense is porous, and the goalies behind them don't really do anything to pick up the slack. Both of their special teams units are currently bottom rung, one of them very predictably so. Their opponents tend to be better than them at controlling the puck. And all in all, when they lose, they're downright non-competitive. In some, this team is fit is failing basically any sort of high-level evaluation you can examine it by. Mm-hmm. They're good at nothing, and it's incredible. Because on paper, in a bad way, on paper, <gasps> there's no way they're this bad. Which is what leads me back to the coaching staff. Yeah. It has to be at least somewhat the coach. So this was what two years ago where they missed the playoffs, and it was yeah. just like oh. Everyone had a down year. When everybody has a down year, you've got to look at why every single player had a down year. Hello, look where we are again. We are back to every single player having a down year. And yes, they've only played 11 games. 
I get that. The samples, the sample size is small. It's still the beginning of the season. But Jesus fucking Christ, the Islanders are trying to lose. They are actively trying to lose, and you just gave up six goals. And here's the thing about the it's only 11 games. Because it's not. It's four years now under Hack and five yes. under Hextall. And I go back to what we saw for the first half last season and what we saw in the playoffs last season, which was three non-competitive home losses or two non-competitive home losses, and a third home loss where they surrendered five consecutive goals when they had a two-goal lead halfway through the game to get eliminated. They also lost 7 nothing in Game 1. So I'm watching a team that gets continually blown out, a team that continually doesn't bring enough effort, and that just... uh, I don't know, man. Claude Giroux was, like, one of the most fun players in the league to watch before. Like, uh, he was a guy you could never question his effort. And I'm not saying he's not bringing it. I'm just saying a team led by him should should have some of that let's fucking go Claude Giroux spirit. They have none of it. Yeah, you watch old highlights because I'm doing that now for the return flights. And Drew <laughs> yeah. looks like a completely different person. He would fly like around he out the there. Boards. Yeah, he's yelling at people. Well, you was... see, life has beaten him down. <laughs> I understand it. Also, wait, sample size too. Yeah. This 11 games might be a sample size, but it's a sample size that keeps on happening over, over and over and over, and over and again. Over and the excuses. And they're worse. It's the same excuses. And That's over and, and over. So, like, Bueller. When you think about a player like Claude Giroux, like, these aren't guys that lose on purpose. No. Like, these aren't guys that quit because they don't know how to do that, particularly him. We read that article over the summer that talked about how he's competitive at everything, like mm-hmm. bowling. Paint by numbers. Yeah, like Wayne kick Simmons. Your ass. He'll kick your ass anytime he's the opportunity. Like Wayne not... Simmons and his wife just lose to G on purpose because it's so a pain he... in the ass to beat him. Yeah. So, like, you have to wonder, like, what does it take for a guy that scored over 100 points last season to just lose it completely? Like, what the fuck is beating them down so hard? Do you think that Hackstall's system... And I know we use the term system a lot, but do you think that it's making the the good players play down to the Yori Lateras and the Dale Weeses? Well, Probably. Uh, the system is kind of suited for that, is it not? I mean, you, uh, just you would know better than I would. I'm not oh, good with systems. Just because they're handing it back to the point, and then everybody's supposed to do dirty work to get in front of the net, and that's pretty much not a. It's not a, a, a fi- yeah. Player. It's not a finesse goal scorer's be, game, and then you have them. It's always what this guy talks about. They need to have more of the players go behind the net and more interweaving, and mm-hmm. it's it just all it is is the forwards get the puck down low near the boards and they throw it back up. You have something about the this. Net. Their shot selection. Yes, perfect segue, Greg. Yeah, no problem. Uh, <laughs> did you call him Greg? Craig. Call him Greg. Todd. Greg. <laughs> yeah, we'll I, go with Todd. <laughs> you, do you not know that he's got forty-five nicknames? No, I don't hang out in the main Slack chat. Well, well I don't even. Look know. at you with your <laughs> life. Uh, <laughs> it's not that. I just don't look at that. I'm just on Twitter all day. I don't want to have another app open. My phone battery shit. Uh, so no, we talk about this all the time. I bring it up nonstop on the post games. This team's shot selection is so silly. There's no there's no we are there's the no way for them to actually score a regular like there's no way for them to consistently score doing what they do. And there was a heat uh who is it filling in? I can't I don't even know where this is from. But there's a heat map basically from uh Micah. Mika, yeah. yeah, Mika, that's where Micah. it was. Micah. Micah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Mike is shot. We all map. said it at you, and you said something different. Uh, no, I every said what Bill said. Yeah, that was my fault too. Oh, you and did. Like, yeah, but it Micah. showed where it showed where every shot attempt came from in the uh, in the Islanders game on Saturday. Period one, two shot attempts from anywhere close to where goals are scored. Uh, there was a top top of the hashes uh, shot by Limblom and Corbin Knight missed from in close on the right side. That's it. Everything else in the first twenty minutes was from the top of the circles. Or further. Great. Period two. Limblom hit the post from the far side in the left wing circle. I mean, an okay shot. It's not the best. It was kind of far away, but it was low enough. He was just, you know, kind of outside. Um, Konechny deflected a shot, and Latera scored on that pretty nice goal, actually. Those were your only shots from, like, you know, the slot in the second period. Period three, a period they came in trailing three to one, a whopping five shot attempts from at the hash marks or below, uh, four saves and a miss on two snapshots, one wraparound, and a deflection with a miss wide. Like, that's not good enough. You're not going to the areas where goals are scored. You can't possibly, like, it. 
it doesn't take a tactical genius to see that, one, shooting from as far away as possible makes scoring goals harder. Oh, that's wild. Or two, when your strategy is to get everyone down low and then throw the puck back out high, you're taking the chance of that pass getting tipped or the point man simply fumbling it and then oh look we have an odd man rush the other way and since the goalies are no good odd man rushes are always goals like it doesn't take a tactical genius to see we need to play lower in the offensive zone what you just described literally happens every single game it happens multiple times every period yeah (laughs) i don't know what they're looking at that they don't see that this is a problem i don't know how they expect to score goals or prevent goals playing the way they do in the offensive zone i don't get what the strategy is and it doesn't work. That's the other thing. If I just didn't understand, the, if I just didn't agree with the offensive philosophy, but they were scoring a bunch of goals, and I went, eh, well, all right. Nah, I, I guess I just don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but when you're not getting six and seven goal performances out of Brandon Manning and Andrew McDonald, who you know aren't goal scorers, but they're taking all the shots, so some go in, it looks even worse. Like, last year they happened to get lucky. Like, Ivan Provorov, look at him shoot the puck. He's not a 17-goal scorer, no. guys. He just happened to take a ton of shots, I guess, last year, and a bunch of them went in. I, I don't know how they're expecting to score, but the, as they say on the internet, this ain't it, Chief. So my favorite oh, part the, about the those yeah. my favorite <laughs> okay. part about those heat maps is how like the PK heat map is completely <laughs> opposite. Like, Look at the net. Look how dark it is. That's yeah. where everyone is shooting on our penalty They just kill. let them. They let that guy set they up in front of the net right and just in. pass them the net. It's mm. the worst. No, there are so many goals, and I say it all the time. I get tired of repeating it. If I was Wayne Simmons, I would walk off the fucking ice. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not getting my brains beaten in in front of the net. Look at what they do to me, and look at what we we do to the front of our net. I would not lose true. my mind yeah. continuously. Every game, I see someone on Twitter tweet a picture, like a screenshot of the one guy alone in front of the net, circled in red. And all of the flyers looking in some other direction. Oh my God, that Bruins one. That oh. was the worst one. Uh, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with it. That's the Lappy system. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I it executed think, the Lappy system. Yeah, yeah they're, they're the executing it perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> that's the issue. Which is why they keep getting That minutes. wasn't my joke, and but that's, I'm taking yeah. credit for that, it. Uh, someone actually said, and maybe, you know, Ron Hextall was the uh, hack and slash goalie. Maybe the goaltender in this system is responsible for the man in front. Yeah. Maybe he's supposed to stand there and defend himself. Throw Chris Terrian Chris Terrian did blame it on Elliot before he said McDonald's name. Did he? The, I was losing my mind during that first intermission break after the Bruins game because he forgot McDonald's name on the play where McDonald turned it over and then had the puck go off him. And then on that play, it was like, oh, Hag and uh, Elliot should have been doing more here. Meanwhile, McDonald was literally just looking towards the board. <laughs> And he just forgets his name. And so. then, like, and it's I'm like just... he sees something sparkly in the yeah. stands, and he's like, oh, and hey. Chris, Chris Terry's like, hey. <laughs> Everybody else's fault. I just, I, I'm just so frustrated with this team. I can't, and I don't. The fact that it's the same mistakes over and over is another, yeah. like, oh, yeah, well, we had another odd man rush against because everyone was down low, and there's only one point man, and the pass was a little off, so four on one. I don't know, what, what can you do? But the behind the net thing, I know Charlie's talked about it before, and I think it was Ryan Stimson, some Devils writer, that did like a whole project about like which yeah. passes lead to the most goals. And passes it's from goal, behind the net. Yeah, and it had the highest percentage. And, and like Dubas is the only one that's... Like, yeah. I think like Toronto's like the only team. Really I was gonna doing say it. I watched Toronto and Jets that one night. I was thinking mm-hmm. about yeah. it. The Jets came back because Ehlers got a pass from below the goal line up top. Wheeler got a pass from below the goal line to the middle of the circle. And the, I mean, yeah, the Leafs score like um, that. It's like time. again, it like just. I watching, can't remember the last time the Flyers did that. Just watching, they don't do tried it. it. Yeah, just watching how big goalies are and how defenses play. Like the okay, we want to get we want to get goalies moving side to side, but you really can't do that. Any like it's goalies are pretty much stationary, and everyone's trying to block shots. Everything's real spread out. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there's uh, the only way to get the goalie moving is getting get him looking over his shoulder and get like plays get short side plays going, get him going one way and come back the other. Like it's the only way to get goalies out of position now because they're so goddamn big. Yet now we're gonna blast away from the point where he can absolutely see it come. And it's probably not going to get there yeah, anyway. Forty-seven guys can block it. Three guys looking to block the shot, and we have two of our own in the yeah, slot too. It, yeah. It's not getting there. It's just not going to get there. And that's what's like so frustrating is that like none of us are hockey professionals, but Ron Hextall is sitting Speak high for enough yourself. to see all of this happening. 
every single night and somehow doesn't think that there's a problem. And that she's like, this is good. This is, this what is I want. fine. We just need some energy. <laughs> and that gets me to this question about Ron Hextall. And it's kind of what you started with, Kelly. Has the rebuild been a failure? There was a guy in this town who a lot of people thought was pulling off a great fraud on the on the fans of a team that plays in the same building the Flyers play by constantly saying, no, 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 what matters is this tomorrow that I'm not actually going to tell you it's tomorrow, but it's someday in the future, and I get to keep my job forever because today's results don't matter. I'm building this thing that may or may not ever get here. Well... Is well, this, was this a process of some kind? It was. It wear, was such, am, am I am I wearing the hat? Yeah, it was. And the thing that came out of that process was two huge stars. Uh, and then you know everything. We, we don't need to get into the Sixers, but <laughs> I'm looking at these Flyers drafts these last five years under Ron. Where are those stars? Where are my stars? Sanheim 2014, all right, that's nice. NAK is about to make his debut. Cool, second-round pick. Friedman not here yet. Limblom finally getting a taste. He's a fifth-round pick. It looks like he's going to be a nice little, you know, nice little depth player, which yeah. is great in the fifth round. But, like, 2015, Provorov and Konechny. Provorov looked like he was a number one. I don't know what's the matter this year. Well, he'll figure it out. I really, really, he really will. need him to. Yeah. He will. We've got two seasons of him being incredible and 11 games of him not. I've got a a lot more confidence that the two years that we saw is Provorov. Yeah, Connect I me. I don't really know what to make of him. Is he a first line player, or is yes. he a guy who can produce with a good first line, but can't really take over a second line and make it a second first line? Is that what we're looking at with him? Twenty sixteen, ain't nobody close well, to the you NHL know what? in twenty sixteen. I, I would be okay with the second. To be honest, with Konechny, if he was just a good complement piece on a second line. If you have a very good second line, if you've got, if you have somebody that can carry it, and which brings me to 2017, I will kill you. Listen, oh I believe in I Nolan swear. Patrick. Hold on, did you did you skip over 2016? 2016, yeah. no one's even close. Carter no. Hart, yeah, but uh, close to the NHL. Carter Hart and next Bruce year. Ball. Wade Allison next year. Uh, <laughs> the germ. That's that's saying a lot. I mean, I don't know if Wade Allison's coming from college to here. I don't think yeah, so either. I love Wade Allison. I know. That's not There's the absolutely no fun. chance yeah. that he's Shane Gossesbear single-handedly won his team a, a national championship, yeah. and still, still they, it was like, well, we'll see what he does in the AHL. I mean, yeah. Who knows if yeah. He just also, beat Johnny fucking Goudreau. Wade Allison, by Do the way. Do I ever cry? <laughs> supposed to score a lot of goals, so if he comes up and he gets That's that year in the AHL, and then those first 10 games, he only has like a goal. That's it. What do you think Axel is doing with him? Do you you cry? (laughs) Promoted. More ice time. I trust you. No, I yell on post game as well. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be the title of this episode, by the way. (laughs) Do you ever cry? cry? Yeah, that works. I almost almost did origami on Saturday rather than actually talking about this team. I was just like, I don't know. I think about it. I said, we almost shared meatloaf recipes. Yeah, like I was just like, this is what you got to do. When we were getting ready for this show, I was just like, do you guys just want to read drill tweets for an hour? Because I do. Yes. But I love those tweets. All right, they all right. Life. All right, I'm, prep, I'm prepped to fight. I'm ready. I'm Nolan ready. Nolan Patrick, what is he? Amazing. At? The hair. Okay. <laughs> no, listen, I, no, like, no. I, right, I would have so, drafted Nolan Patrick. I get it. But I'm not a professional. I don't no. care what the hockey news' draft rankings are. You needed to You, you care a lot about what the hockey Well, I do because it's my point of reference. <laughs> but I'm saying just because he was the consensus number two pick, yeah. if you think someone off board is better, take him. You were gifted that second overall pick. You needed to knock it out of the park. Uh, Maybe so, it's Nolan Patrick, but so if, if Elias Patterson or Casey Middlestat end up having better careers. That's a failure of Ron Hextall and his team. All right, team. I'm not. I'm not here for this know. revisionist history. Yeah, I am extremely not here for this. Be Nolan better, Patrick. Nolan Patrick was always going to be their guy. Okay, whether Pedersen has turned out to be better, it it, it that's draft. Uh, that's luck. Don't look at other. What don't look is. at other people's rankings. What did you see? That is what they saw. Then they were wrong. They were not wrong. Well. They were not wrong. It's been 11 games, and this is where I'm going to throw sample season, size. Well, this is his second season in the NHL. Oh, well, I'm talking about Pedersen. Uh, yeah, I'm talking who, 11 who games for Pedersen and uh, uh, Middlestad. Middlestad. And Pedersen right. even missed time for injury. I don't know. It's a lot of, I mean, it's also, I don't know, it's Vancouver. It's, it's, it's revisionist Nolan Patrick, history. The Nolan, it was the Nolan Patrick draft coming into that. Yeah, right. So and then he was hurt. And then the Devils didn't have any problem passing on him. 
Well, there was the injury part. And yeah. also, I think the Flyers are just connected with the Wheat Kings more often. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, that doesn't defend Patrick being good here. Patrick I mean, he's, is, he's, is fine. What is Nolan he Patrick done? is fine. I'm, he had an okay second half I, of I last can't. season. And he's done no, he had, he had He had a very good end of last season. He had 30 points in his rookie season. All right. That's not bad. And he was coming in from the WHL, and he had the whole thing with the surgeries. And then this and he's year, he's 19, already been Oh, hurt. I think he's 20 now, because he just had a birthday. But, like, I that's, think the... Age has nothing, means nothing to me in this league anymore. It's a well, league also, that gets younger and younger. Yeah, we're talking but, about We're talking about 30 points, and he was on the second power play, right? He didn't actually yeah. play the, Which is, for the Flyers, that's not, you're not really getting You weren't even, like, it was essentially no power play time. Yeah. Why isn't? Why didn't he propel it to be better? He was the second overall pick. He did get on the first power play by the end of the year. He did get on the first power play, and there he produced when he was surrounded by great players. There's a lot of things that I'm willing to entertain about this team. This argument is not one of them. He needs to be better. That's all there is to it. This argument is not one that I'm willing to entertain. To To get someplace in the middle here, I think that there is... I think that... The hype surrounding Nolan Patrick and the excitement that came from the fact that we won the lottery to get him led people to have an expectation that he was going to be an immediate impact player, and that was probably not the right expectation like to have. every number two overall pick no, every not, year is? No, not every. I mean, the, the, last, last six? the last number two overall pick we got wasn't an immediate impact player. How does this keep happening to us? Because we keep getting the number two in a week draft. That I don't know what kinda, to tell yeah, you. I mean, and that well, and this year there weren't really two good picks at the top. The one, the JVR year was Kane. So yeah, and, and then and it was he was like, literally what, the only who, good one, yeah. right? I mean, the thing is, like, I I I'm not worried yet that Nolan Patrick is some kind of bust. I think that the expectation was a bit high because of the, the hype surrounding the entire situation that led to us getting him. I'm not calling him a bust. Oh, God. <laughs> I would never say somebody, what's he got, 70 NHL games, maybe? I would never say someone at that with that amount of games is a bust. I'm saying that he needs to be better, as do many players on this team. Right. He's supposed to be the number two center on this team. The number two center needs more than two points. I, I would agree That's with all. that, but also I feel and that... Stop getting hurt. The, there's a situ- I, I don't think that our best players are being put into a position to succeed. And that comes oh, from the coach. Not. Certainly not. And they, they're they not given set lines. They're not giving the best lineups. I, I, I feel that if JVR had actually been playing games, Patrick would have more points for sure. Yeah. But, yeah. I, when I think of all of the problems on this team, Nolan Patrick is pretty far down yeah, the list. Yeah, Patrick's growth is not up there for me right Yeah, it's now, pretty far down the list. Okay. I had to do some deep breathing exercises because I'm my proud blood of pressure was getting elevated. Yeah, we don't need any of that, folks. Um, so to, to kind of circle back on this, there's a lot of talk about how the Flyers may as well just tank the rest of the season Mm-mm. to get the the franchise-altering Jack Hughes. Not going to happen. I think, our, I think our live feed just cut out, by oh. the way. Uh-oh. Yeah, my battery died. Well, uh, well we tried. We're at the, at the end. We're at the end anyway. Um, so what I have to say there is that already happened. Like that, we lucked into the guy who was supposed to be, I don't, I don't know, Nolan Patrick, I don't think it was ever supposed to be a franchise altering no. player, but we lucked into that pick. Like this was not something that was ever supposed to happen. It should have accelerated the timeline to be competitive. And it didn't. And there's a lot of people that ha- that should answer for that. I, and none of them are on the ice. No. I'm, I mean, I will throw it out there. I'd rather tank and get Jack Hughes and watch whatever the hell we're about to watch this week. With this well, game. I don't think that they're even going to have to purposefully tank to get yeah. Jack Hughes. I think that if they just continue doing what I they're mean, doing. They have, here's the thing, guy. though. They have to outlose the Islanders and the... Wing, Bounce, they're bounces. they're far below the Islanders Pink right ball now. Bounces. We just got to win, and the that's water. the other thing. We then you got to get lucky. Five, yeah. Here's the thing. I expect, like I said last year, this team to figure it out to some extent and be a playoff wild card Something. third seed sort of team. But that's what they were last year, and we were supposed to take a step. When do they actually get better? When this is year five, we're exactly where we were when when Hextall yeah. took over a team. Looking to maybe be in the first round of a playoff series. This was supposed this to be the exactly year. exactly where they were five it's years so ago. so infuriating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. They're no better than when Hextall took over. And again, 
I believe Ron Hextall put all the puzzle pieces on the table. I think he did a great job getting them out of cap hell, yes. getting out of some shit contracts, he did a great job. making some moves to shake to change what was wrong with the organization. However, now, now what? it's next step time, yeah. and there doesn't appear to have been a next step taken. And he may not be the guy to do it. Nope. I don't think he is. And that is, either. is all the time we have for you on BSH Radio this week. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for, well, Facebook cut out, so you're not with us anymore. But thanks for <laughs> listening. Thanks for downloading. My name is Bill Matz. For Kelly, for Steph, for Craig, have a great week, everybody. I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. <laughs>